ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive, brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer, it is made pure. Our text line is also open at 304-523-2275. Coming up today on the program, I've got A.J. Ricketts. I was kidding with him earlier on Twitter, but I do mean it. He's the best play-by-play announcer in all of the state of Florida. He's fun. We had him on when Marshall last met FIU. It was a fun time, and I'm glad to get him back on. So we're going to talk to him here in a little bit, kind of get the state of what's happening with FIU. We're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. We had the, I don't know what to call this, the inter-squad scrimmage, the green-white game, even though the teams were wearing black and white. I don't know what to call this here, but the herd had that last night. We'll get Dan D'Antoni's thoughts on that. As I mentioned, I want to get your phone calls in. We're going to read some of your tweets as well. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan because there's just a lot to unpack today. I've got Coach Huff comments as we're looking ahead to FIU. I want to try to get to those. If we don't get to them before we talk to AJ, we will get to them after. But Old Dominion, we find this out today, has accepted the invitation to join the Sunbelt Conference, and there's going to be a press conference coming up tomorrow. Same story as Southern Miss. Old Dominion will join the Sunbelt no later than July 1st, 2023. So, okay. Now you start thinking, where's Marshall at in the process? What's Marshall going to do? And we're still banking on something happening sooner than later, sooner being Thursday Probably not Friday. I don't think you would do this on a Friday. I would think you would wait till a Monday. So I kind of concur a little bit with Chuck Landon from the Herald Dispatch's timeline he put out a couple of days ago. I concur a little bit with that because if you're making the announcement of the president on Thursday, then you want to give that person enough time to have input. And I have always said, look, I think at this point you already know the person you're going to hire as an entity, you know the name, and a simple dialogue could have been initiated several days ago. I just don't know if Marshall is ready yet. I don't know where Marshall's at in the process. And then Patrick Farrell comes out on Twitter, chairman of Marshall University's Board of Governors. The chairman comes out on Twitter and issues this statement. A lot of Marshall sports fans are understandably anxious about conference realignment. No decision has been made and discussions about our future are ongoing. I can confidently say that the timing of our decision won't impact which conference we choose. Now, I could take that at face value and go two ways. One, that Marshall hasn't decided yet where it wants to be as a as an athletic department, as a university. I could take it as everything's fine. Everything is fine. We've got a timetable here. We've got an order of process that we are we're putting together here to make this happen. And it's going to be good. Be cool. Be cool, herd fans. It's going to be good. Now, I did ask 
again, anecdotal at best, unscientific. The Twitter poll was replaced by the question today. And I retweeted Mr. Farrell. And Mr. Farrell is always welcome to uh, come on the program and offer input, insight, change the dynamic of what I'm talking about by giving me more information, anything that he's, um, you know, maybe not happy with. He's always got an open invitation. Mr. Farrell can come on and and contradict anything that I say or say, look, I don't think you're right there. This is what we mean. You're taking it the wrong way. He's free to do so. But I asked the question, you know, does this statement reassure you or give you cause for concern? And I got some interesting replies on this. I'm going to read them to you right now. For those of you who don't have Twitter, and if you are on Twitter and haven't followed me yet, I would really appreciate that, at Paul Swan. This is um, one Twitter writer says, I think it was unnecessary. Marshall is trying to portray that they are in a position of strength. However, Sunbelt has all the leverage and thankfully wanted to include Marshall and their future plans. I believe these tweets could just insult the Sunbelt and future conference mates. Okay, that's one take. Another tweet, extremely concerned. Okay, so there's some concern there. Uh, another tweet, it it's a look at me, us statement. Look at me. I think that's what the uh, the tweet is trying to portray. It It's a look at me statement. Look at us. Look at me. Completely unnecessary and lacks any substance. And goes on to comment on another tweet that I'm going to read. This is from um, Son of Marshall. I'll read the Twitter handle here. Son of Marshall wrote, It tells me that MU and the SBC are on the same page and that Marshall has a timeline that needs followed. I fully expect Marshall to be a Sunbelt member in 2023. And... The feedback there is, that's the statement that should have been made. So, someone on Twitter made a better statement according to a couple people. Again, totally anecdotal here. This is not scientific by any stretch of the imagination. But, yeah, a lot of people were saying that Mr. Farrell's maybe not excelling right now at issuing statements that are reassuring and even commenting that Marshall has an excellent journalism school and the Board of Governors should utilize their services. Um Another tweeter, do we even call them tweeters? Another tweeter. Another person tweets concern. Another person tweets, I'm concerned every time he speaks, not sure I trust him to make the right decision. Uh, Another tweeter writes, it's just a totally unnecessary tweet, just like his last, quote, update. So, again, totally anecdotal here. This does not give the full measure of what herd fans are feeling, but at least this is a, some of the feedback I got so far. And you're welcome to comment as well. But maybe there's some concern, maybe a a tweet that was not worded well enough to make herd fans happy. So that's my that's my question to you. Are you disappointed that Marshall isn't further along in the process? And after hearing the statement from Patrick Farrell, the chairman of Marshall University's Board of Governors, you know, are you concerned? Did he word it poorly? Is everything fine? There's just a timetable to 
to go through. There's a process. Marshall needs to name a new president first, and then Marshall can make the announcement that the invitation has been accepted. Of course, Marshall has to apply first. So the application submitted the invitation offered Marshall to accept, that stuff has got to happen. So that's where we're at as far as all of that's concerned. Okay. We're going to hear from Coach Huff a little bit later on the program. Also, we're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni, get his thoughts on last night's game inter-squad scrimmage between the um, – it's Team White and Team Black. Green and white game usually, right? And it's Team White, Team Black – I know that's a whole nother show right there about the use of colors for the uh, Marshall uniforms. That's another day. We'll get to that later. But when we continue, uh, joining me on the program, A.J. Ricketts. He uh, calls all the FIU action, and he'll be in Huntington for the game on Saturday. We'll talk to him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Still to come, we're going to break down last night's action between Marshall and Marshall, the inter-squad scrimmage. We'll talk about that and get Dan D'Antoni's thoughts on what he saw last night. We'll hear from Charles Huff here in a little bit, get his take on this matchup between Marshall and Marshall. And FIU. Your phone calls, of course, 877 420 Talk to be a part of the White Call phone line. And the text line is open as well. I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you 304 523 So you've got all those ways to be a part of the program. But we're going to we're gonna change the direction of the show just for a few minutes. We're not going to talk about conference expansion. We're not going to talk about all of that because my next guest is. Um, the voice of the FIU Panthers. FIU has the best play-by-play announcer in all of Florida. A.J. Ricketts is with us. It's been a long time. And I stand by that statement, and I will fight anyone that argues differently, A.J. The best guy in the business in the state of Florida calling college football, whatever you want to call. I'll put you on top oh, of everybody. Man. The uh, the folks of West Virginia, again, should know that you are financially compensated for that opinion. Uh, but <laughs> it's good to be – it's great to be back on with you, Paul. Always enjoyed kind of the best minutes every year getting to be on your show. So I, I appreciate you having me back. Hey, I, I'm glad to have you. And I'll tell you right now, if, if it comes down to JMU and FIU, I'm putting your name out there and saying, look, this is what you get with FIU to the Sun Belt. I mean, let's, let's be realistic here. I mean – I don't know the JMU guys. I know the value I'm getting here with FIU. I, I hope Keith Gill would not immediately shut down our application if he if he knew that I was involved. But <laughs> but I I appreciate that. Hopefully I'd be I'd be seen as an asset, but not a depreciating asset. I'm already planning what the soccer league's going to look like because you got to have FIU in whatever soccer league Marshall's in. You have to have FIU as well because honestly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think FIU wants to travel to some of these new destinations that might be popping up on Conference USA's uh, radar anytime soon. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like Conference USA, I mean, maybe maybe most folks don't realize it. I don't know. You pr- you probably referenced it on the show, but it, it's obviously one of the, the stronger soccer leagues in America. And you've got some you know traditional SEC schools in there, like Kentucky or South Carolina, and then 
obviously the national champions and, and yourself. So it's uh, <laughs> from a soccer dynamic, this is all very intriguing as well. But uh, yeah, there's all there's all sorts of you know, things that the, the, the domino effect started by Texas in, uh, in Oklahoma um, certainly impacts a lot of things. And one of those is Conference USA soccer. Let's not uh, forget FIU is nationally ranked as well. So let's just go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been a heck of a year. Uh, they took a, took their, <laughs> they took a four nil loss to uh, Clemson last night. With Clemson six in the country, that's really the first time uh, FIU kind of got knocked around like that. So yeah, it's been a really good year for our soccer team. That's for sure. Marshall and FIU will be meeting soon on soccer. But hey, well, let's talk football. Um, what's up with FIU? What's going on here? Is this uh, is this team yeah. um, is this team better than its record? Coach Huff says yes, but he's a coach. He's going to speak that way. What says you? Sure. Yeah, you know, it's. I, I think there have been some tough breaks throughout the year. Uh, in- injuries haven't helped. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, a bunch of games, and you know, Texas State certainly could have gone the other way. Uh, it's a game. We feel we should have won down here. Let's slip away um, on the road at Central Michigan. We were up twenty-seven to ten, I think, in the fourth quarter, and it was just a crazy comeback um, from the Chippewas up there. And, and he dropped that, and you know things. You know, a season can start to snowball re- really quickly. Um, and you know, I, f- I feel bad for the squad. There's, you know, some I, I think some depth issues on the line have, have kind of put some other other inconsistencies at play. You know, if you don't have a great pass rush, you can have a great secondary, but you know, it's, it's hard to, to, to cover guys for seven to eight seconds, you know, no matter how good your, your secondary is. So it, it's just putting all three phases fall together. And it, it, it's been a, it's been a struggle in that regard this year. I think there's as much talent and speed and athleticism across the board as there has been. Uh, but it's, it's just been a struggle to put it all together. Is this the week maybe I mean, we're in the second half of the season now. Is is this the week you think that right. FIU, knowing that backs to the wall, got to get some things going now? And Marshall has been a traditional since Conference USA uh, membership happened for FIU. Marshall and FIU, Hurts uh, had its way with uh, with the Panthers, except for a couple outings. Is there enough? fire in this uh the squad to maybe say okay it's now or never we got to do it and this is the team we need to do it against make a statement yeah you, you know but i i would always trust butch davis and being able to, to motivate his teams and get them to turn things around uh you know if you look at the individual matchup you know they're from an FIU perspective, there, uh, there's encouragement and in, in how the, I guess the 2017 matchup went uh, up there in Huntington. I think that year, you know, we were, we were 16 and a half point dogs and, and managed to play a, a real strong game. Some, some turnovers, I think, hurt you guys in that one uh, from, from Grant and uh, Grant Wells. I think in that game there was a pick six, so some things kind of factored in our favor that day. We ended up being able to get a win as big underdogs. I think we're 21 and a half. Um, point dogs this week but uh yeah you know it'll be interesting you got to rattle off five straight five straight wins to get to a bowl game um and i guess th- like I, I think the talent's there it it can be tough to just get out of that cyclical nature of, of tough defeats and and losing and, and where the the course of the season's gone thus far which i don't think anybody expected so you know i, I expect them to play hard they, they came out uh, strong against western kentucky took the lead Led for much of the first half against the nation's top passing offense, so there's there's some fight there. I'll, I'll give the team that. Talk to me about this quarterback. Uh, I I'm going to butcher his name. Um, so <laughs> try your best. Just try your best. Uh, Borton Schlanger, Max Borton Schlanger. 
It's terrible. Close. Oh, I thought you had it. I thought you had it, Paul. You uh, fell, fell right before the finish line. Borden Slogger. Borden Slogger. Okay, I got it now. Yeah. Max Borden Slogger. Admirable effort by you. Well done. I try. I try. Um, talk to me about him. He's pretty good. Despite the record, yeah. he's pretty good. He's he's taken big steps forward from last season. It was a it was a it was musical chairs last year with at the at the quarterback spot, and I don't think that benefited anybody. Um, you know, he's he's provided much more consistency than we had from from him or the other two quarterbacks that we were rotating in there last season. He's a Maryland transfer. Uh, he started plenty of games against top twenty five teams when he was uh, up in College Park. Um, you know about you know fifty five percent completion rate. He, he, he's known for taking deep shots. Um, obviously, was a, I'm not sure. I got to check the stats. He was first in the nation in yards per completion uh, heading into last week. And Tyrese Chambers, his, his wideout was was first in yards per reception. So uh, you know the the deep ball has been a it's been a characteristic of the team. Max has done a great job in that. I think if there was a critique of the offense, he would want a little bit more out of the the intermediate passing game there. Um, but, uh, you know, he's been solid. He's been stable. And uh, there's a freshman waiting in the wings that I think a lot of people are excited about. But Matt, Max has done enough to, to, to not have people calling for, for that change to happen right away. So uh, he'll, he'll be solid. He'll be consistent. And uh, you know, he's definitely taken a step forward from last year. Coach Huff talked a little bit about the running game as well. It's, uh, it's right at you. It's downhill. Uh, could you expand on that a little bit? You know what makes that running attack uh, such a, a bear to deal with? Yeah, well, you know, the first two games of the season, it was it was the highlight uh, of of the offense. You know, Devontae Price had back to back hundred yard games, and that was after five games last year. Our, our five game season, I guess, put the season in print and quote. Uh, it was uh, five touchdowns and. At almost 600 yards in, in or 700 yards in those five games. Uh, yeah, he, a heck of a year. Uh, it, it's just been a tough go ever since we played Texas Tech. Uh, like I said, I think some depth issues along the offensive line have contributed to that. You know, there have been, been some teams we play that have given up 200 yards per game on the ground, and you know, we, we haven't been able to, to to crack 125. Um, you know, I, I would say there. You know, the numbers can be a bit deceiving. Like he's had, we've had a hundred yard games that end up at you know seventy eight yards or eighty two yards because of the sack numbers. Uh, the you know the sack totals taken away from from rushing yards. So if you do you know adjusted rush totals, there have been some one hundred yard games. But you know, it's 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 a talented unique FIU, like Marshall. Like it's it's a lot. There's a lot of South Florida recruits. You know, <laughs> a lot a lot of guys that played on big time programs in South Florida, Miami, and there's. A lot of athleticism, speed, talent. Uh, Devontae Price is, is one of those guys. Uh, backup Sean Peterson, 6'3", 215 pounds. There's talent. Um, I, I, I just know the, the the coaching staff is trying to get a little bit more out of the offensive line in the run game, too. Talk about that talent. And you know Marshall guys coming from Florida, the FIU guys. Yeah. You know, a lot of them probably know each other. You know, you, does that really – play into anything here? Do they get a little extra ant they're playing some of these guys? I mean, they're Florida kids everywhere, right? Yeah, that's got it, it feels like everybody's trying to come recruit down here. I mean they have that dynamic when they play FAU obviously and you know we'll, we'll play we'll play Southern Miss later this year. And Frank Gore Jr., you know, he's from South Florida guy. So it just it just seems like there's Miami products everywhere and, and Marshall made a name for themselves for, for recruiting down here. Well, especially, uh, under Doc. So uh, we wouldn't be surprised that continues under coach Huff. So, 
Uh, I think it feels like every game this year, there's been, you know, the post-game pictures uh, with players that went to the same high school and holding each other's jerseys up. Um, you know, and I don't think the equipment managers allow the jersey swap in college football. I don't like to speak professionally, but, you know, they're they're standing with each other. Uh, a lot of high schools represented, especially in Conference USA, but in the Miami area. So it'll be cool. I know it's, it's meaningful for them, but uh, it maybe it lead to a little fun chippiness during the game uh, for them as well. Joining me on the program, again, best play-by-play announcer, state of Florida. It should be on the game notes. Uh, if it's if it's not next week, someone's dropped the ball. They have dropped the ball. AJ Ricketts is with us. Uh, I, hey, look, at least you know, at least when you go to the game notes on the FIU website, it, it just what's the first thing they point out? Who's calling the game? You've noticed that, right? Right. On the on the yeah, on yeah. the game story, that's the first thing. It's not. Marshall, FIU, um, you know. Okay, second paragraph, to be us. fair. It's about us, Paul. Yeah, it's, it's about us. I, uh, the, it's, um, it's, 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 it's been a fun year. To be, to be, even, even with, uh, you know, the, the wins and losses, or the more, having more losses, it, it's just been fun to be back in the booth, um, with the normal season, uh, you know, last year, just crossing our fingers. Obviously we didn't get to play last year. So just, you know, even, even though, you know, from an FIU perspective, the wins aren't coming, uh, man, it's been, it's been good to be on the game notes and, and have a game, have games to broadcast this year. I, I know you're, you're fired up to have games to talk about too. Oh yeah. I, I'm totally fired up about that. Last year was, um, I, I don't know how to describe it without getting an FCC fine. That's that's how I'm trying to describe <laughs> just the the tedium of trying to come up with programming every day. So and so after all, those of us in broadcasting, I don't know how it was for you, but we were considered essential workers. So we were here during the height of everything last year, just trying right. to, trying to keep it together. And and now the stuff keeps just flowing. I don't know if I have time for it all. Get conference realignment. We got basketball coming up. You got everything. Uh, I'm kind of curious. I don't want to take you too far down that that road, but what's going on with realignment and the FIU point of view? It kind of felt like it was a surprise to to coach the other day when he was asked about it. About oh, that's news to me. Uh, with you know, with FAU obviously leaving to the American, and then what's happening now? Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, you know, I I think all of it's. I, I, you know, Butch. I feel Butch Davis is someone who is in the know and and doesn't. A lot of things don't take him by surprise. So if if it really did, that's that's an interesting perspective. I know that uh, I know that President Rosenberg uh, tw- um, posted an announcement on his Instagram profile uh, late Sunday night, uh, essentially you know re- recommit or confirming FIU's commitment to to moving forward with Conference USA. Uh, searching you know he used the term searching for a viable equilibrium um look it's going to be interesting what you know commissioner mcleod decides to pursue um and i know we're all very we're keeping our eyes peeled we're refreshing our twitter at incessant rates to see if chris benny or pete thamel or, or brett mcmurphy has a has a news dump for us on uh, on the future of the conference um you know, honestly, I, I think it's hopefully more viable than than any other route. Because look, if, if the conference if the conference drops or collapses, I should say, 
you know, I think, well, what would FIU do? And I don't know what else we where else we would go other than, you know, an FBS independent for football and then maybe the Atlantic's done for basketball. I don't know. It's uncharted rough waters if you're really trying to come up with a solution. Um, so I, I think for some schools it is in the best interest to try to stabilize the league. Um, but, uh, you know, I was – I was glad that Butch said something about it. Um, it was it was nice to to, to see um, a statement from FIU or, for in, in some capacity, and then obviously President Rosenberg, um, as our as our leader, had a had a statement the next day. So you know we're keeping our eyes peeled and excited either way to see what comes of it. But uh, man, it, like like I noted earlier, it's I think Keith Gill was talking about it in, a, in an interview, the Sunbelt Commissioner interview today. This is this has been a domino effect chain of events that has gone down since Texas and Oklahoma decided they wanted that SEC money, and it has it has had a, a exponential effect uh, across um, college athletics. Yeah, if you look at it now with FIU, possibly Western Middle, you know, UTEP, Louisiana Tech. You know, how how do you reshape that geographically? Because it feels like FIU is going to hurt the most because the travel is probably going to be the worst for FIU. You know, with Western Middle, if members of the league, whatever it looks like, not as bad. But at the end of the day, sure, everybody wants to go to Florida. But if you're Florida, yeah, boy, you got some long road trips there. Yeah, you know it. it you know, from what I've read, you know, it it seems like you know, the MAC is a potential viable option for Western Kentucky. Um, you know, UTEP released their statement that they are committed to Conference USA. And, and honestly, if New Mexico State joined the league, there you, know, you have travel partners right there. They're really not that far from each other. So that actually works, even though it's a long trip. And it's it's really more for the 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 the, the, the programs that take commercial flights where, you know, it's for football, you're on the you're on the charter flight. You fly out to Washington State, right? And it's, all right, so maybe it's a four hour flight instead of three. Uh, you know, it's really not as big an issue when you're chartering. But you know, obviously, if you're trying to get to El Paso commercial, it can be it can be kind of a challenge um, from some particular cities. So um, you know, it's it it is fascinating to read about. You know, La Tech to me, they're like a perfect fit for the Sun Belt, but apparently there's, you know, some, <laughs> some bad blood from the, the exit uh, whenever that happens. So it, it's not something that's going to happen. Um, so it's, you know, history's played a part of this, um, you know, previous relationships, how, how it all w- went down before. Um, and, uh, you know, you want, you don't want to be in a situation in which, you know, you're forcing these student athletes to, to really be stressed with their travel schedules on these, on tough commercial flights, that's not that's not a lifestyle that any athletic director wants to set up. I don't envy it. I don't I don't envy the the job and the that, that a lot of ads and presidents are having to navigate right now. But that's just that's where we're at. And I suppose it comes with job title. Would FBS independent be as terrible as it may sound with the Atlantic Sun sitting right there for all other sports? Would that maybe? Be the happy medium. Sure, you want to be in one conference for everything, but could that be right. maybe a good place for an FIU until something better comes along, or FIU gets to a point where maybe a Sun Belt picks it up? Maybe you know it's right. It, here's here's my thought on that, Paul. It's how, do, how how would would affect recruiting? 
you know, I, I feel a lot of athletes, they want to compete for conference championships. Uh, they want to be a, in a place where they can, you know, potentially be one of those top group of five schools. Uh, obviously, the Sun Belt and America have positioned themselves very well, you know, to have a perhaps a, a, a say in the in the playoff chase um, if, you know, they're an undefeated team in a, in a group of five conference. Um, you know, to, to not have any conference championship possible. And to, in comparison, you look at, you know, UMass and UConn, and two schools that have gone the independent route it doesn't inspire the most amount of confidence obviously liberty um has done well as an independent but also liberty has a financial structure to financing their athletic program that most schools don't and also they're in a lot of hot water anyway so you know no one really wants to replicate liberty anyway (laughs) anyway um yeah it's perhaps it has its advantages look i I think if, if you're a school that's looking on the outside right now perhaps you say look this is going to happen again. Like, would you not think this is going, like, this is not the last we're going to see of conference realignment. Uh, just the way the last 20 years have gone, you've got to figure this will happen again at some point. If, if you're really concerned as an institution, perhaps you say, okay, what left us out this time? What do we need to do to, to be where we need to be when this happens again? Whether that be a commitment to a certain program, investing in facilities, uh, whatever that may be, perhaps you say, let's let's start that process now. Hey, maybe we have conversations behind the scenes with another school so that may, maybe in five years you have two schools that can approach a conference and say, here's where we're at now. What's the consideration? Because you're in a better place. I don't know. Maybe that's where you go if you're left out of this round and, and, you, and your institution has, has the the state of mind to keep pursuing it next round. I, I would think this is not the last we're going to see a conference realignment. So you know, the La Techs and UTEPs, and I don't know if the FIUs of the world want to take a step forward moving down the road. Maybe it's not all said and done right now, but uh, it, it takes alignment from the university, the athletic department, the coaches, to, to make in the board of trustees to to make that decision happen. So uh, long way long way to answer your question. Uh, it'd just be hard hard to imagine. Um, you know, I, I think everybody wants to be affiliated with something right now um, that, that has been previously, that the non-UConn, the non-UMasses of the world. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Game's coming up on Saturday. Hopefully it's not your last visit ever to Huntington, whatever happens. I know. Right? No, I, 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 that would be sad. I, <laughs> we stay in Charleston, so I, I, it, it's been interesting. I haven't really been able to explore – Huntington too often because we're an hour down the road on the river. Uh, so maybe hoop season when we get out, I think we do stay in Huntington and it would be my first trip up there with, uh, with basketball. I've, I've got to do some exploring. I'm going to need a list from either yourself or your listeners on which fine watering holes or an establishment's to visit on my trip. I can't wait. Okay, we can come up with that. Trust me, with um, with the people who I follow or follow me, yes, those things can happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is really important. AJ's tour of Huntington. Uh, let's see. It's a very important thing. I, I, I got to revise it a little bit. I haven't, uh, I haven't pushed the Huntington hat trick in a while. And... <laughs> The Huntington hat trick, like of course. I like uh, how that sounds already, Paul. Yeah, the Huntington hat <laughs> trick, uh, which was uh, also deemed to be not healthy for your heart, but that's beside the point. Um, you got to do tutors for breakfast, okay? Um, 
Okay. Uh, there's also Oscars. Oscars would be great for me, you know, for breakfast or lunch. I would do tutors for breakfast, Oscars, breakfast, burgers and brews for lunch. Maybe I'll, I'll work on the dinner portion of this hat trick for you. Okay. Uh, okay. There's well, some options. You, you give me that list and I'll work. It's the, uh, that's the Huntington hat trick. I'll work on what the, uh, the South beach shuffle, I suppose would be for you. For me. Okay. <laughs> your way down to the three Oh five. We'll try, we'll trade off spots there. That sounds like a plan. Of course, you know, if, if I ever get to travel and that'll be in my retirement uh, years, you know, <laughs> when I'm done with this, uh, when I'm done with this, if, right. if I ever will be done with this and I get to travel again, yeah. uh, I'll have to do the, do the shuffle. Uh, I'll see you on Saturday. You'll be in the box, um, you know, beforehand. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, just come by, wave at us on Thunder Street. That's new. That hasn't happened okay. since uh, you've been here before. There's a big inflatable on on the street, and they block off. Oh. Uh, they, they're blocking off. There's a, there's a DJ. Uh, you can get refreshments on the street. Uh, it's new. Well, that sounds like a good old time. New yeah. coach, you know, trying new things here. So, you know, you've got some yeah. options. Uh, there's some new cuisine inside the press. Well, okay, inside the stadium, not the press box. Okay. Pack a lunch. Okay. Just um, just so you know. <laughs> that's good to know. Pack that's a lunch. That's important. Yeah, that's that. As broadcasters, this is the import, most important thing. We we're not fed very well, so yeah. This um, the, we'll get you through it. I'll get you through it. Don't worry. It's been we'll, a while. We'll for be you. okay. I I we, we I I wear makeup and talk about sports. You know, this is we'll we we will persevere through the, our rough our rough time. <laughs> let's, uh, press box. let's do this again soon i um this was this was sorely missed uh again i you're, yeah, you're one of my favorites on the conference usa tour and um you're almost uh making uh make it an impossible for me to say look uh let's get out of the conference usa and leave leave fiu behind <laughs> you're single-handedly flipping the script by yourself here well, that's funny because I heard Western Kentucky say they couldn't leave fast enough because of me. So <laughs> they can't get out of or or ODU. Ted, Ted, Ted Alexander ODU said, "Godspeed, AJ. We'll see see you later." Are you are you saying Randy <laughs> Lee over at the WKU had a, had a nasty word to say? Uh, <laughs> no, we love Randy. We love Randy. I'm just messing with you. Randy's great. I love Randy as well. <laughs> um, I had some, you know. Previous, uh, you know, on our pregame, previous uh, co-host um, said, uh, yeah, was talking about his Marshall background, and he was like, "Look, I'm, uh, this is Randy. I'm, I'm, I'm a Western Kentucky guy here. You know, it's like people were listening almost. It was like putting him on the spot. So, uh, yeah, he's he's a WKU guy all the way here. Like, no, no, he's here for he's here for the Hilltoppers, not the herd, because he's got to go back home to Bowling Green." Right, right. That's true. Yeah. yeah important point. Yeah, no, noted. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you just don't mention the Marshall background too loud. Uh, too loud. Yeah, yeah, that's that's quiet. Nobody, nobody knows about that. No one needs to know about that. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, we'll see you Saturday. Uh, looking forward to it, and um, hopefully it's a good game, and um, we'll find out sooner than later that FIU is taking the place of James Madison. It'll be in the Sun Belt. We'll all be happy. Yeah, count me in for that. Uh, Paul, appreciate having me, man. Looking forward to seeing you guys. And uh, thanks to the people of Huntington for, for not changing the dial if you made it this far on me. Thank you. I appreciate it. AJ Ricketts, our guest, best play-by-play announcer in all of the great state of Florida. When we continue, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni last night's action at the Cam Henderson Center when we continue here on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Last night at the Cam Henderson Center, Marshall introduced the public to the 2021-2022 squad. And it was uh, Team White defeating Team Black 102-89. to I'm a little perplexed on that. Why couldn't it be green and white? That's that's just a side issue for me. It should have been green and white. Come out in green, come out in white. You could have the black accent color, but come on. It's green and white. Come on now. That said, with that said, Tavion Kinsey, uh, he led the white team with 25 points and eight rebounds. Uh, red shirt sophomore guard Andrew Taylor Added 21 points, had a team-high 11 assists for a double-double. Last night after the game, Coach D'Antoni, he was happy. He was happy with what he saw on the court. He's also happy that he saw some fans back at the Henderson Center. Yeah, I thought the crowd was super for putting together an inner, you know, a green-white game early in the year. uh, We got our Marshall fans coming back into the uh, uh, cam and, I can't tell you how important that is and what it does for our young players and the uh, uh, play that they exhibit on the court. So extremely happy with that. I thought uh, for uh, a scrimmage, uh, I thought we played well, shot the ball pretty well. Uh, I think uh, overall is 40, 48%. And uh, the other one was uh, other team had 40, uh, 43. Not bad. Uh, a little sloppy at the end with our three-point shooting, but for the most part, uh, uh, pretty good three-point shooting for most of the game. Dan was asked after the game what he needs to do, what the squad needs to do to kind of tune up a few more things before the first exhibition game. And uh, Dan really doesn't see this as – okay, we got to get a couple of things fixed and then we're ready to go. He's kind of looking at the exhibition games as the tune-up games for the regular season. Well, you know, we're playing ourselves, so it's it's difficult. I think more, I think more tune-up are the uh, exhibition games. And uh, that's where we can kind of mix and match a little bit to see what type of uh, rotations we're going to have, what – what type of rhythm we can create with players. So these next two exhibition games are really the important games. What I take mostly out of this game, we're in pretty good shape. They only had uh, uh, seven players playing on each side, and and they were able not to be winded that much. I'm sure there's a little bit. And, of course, the anticipation of first game will wind you in itself. But physically, we look like we're in good shape and can play the game. Dan D'Antoni, pretty pleased with what he saw, at least on this first go-around real action coming up on Sunday. We're going to wrap this one up when we continue. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Marshall Soccer. Closing out the regular season at Middle Tennessee Thursday night. Heard looking for a win 0-6-1 in Conference USA. Hopefully Michael Swan can get that turned around. Want to get that out quickly because we're about out of time. 
Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Also, uh, Marshall freshman Gabriel Ivey and Elena Laster named Conference USA Swimming and Diver of the Week. So congratulations to those young ladies. So the question about soccer, I don't have an exact answer for you, but I follow Harry Minium from uh, Old Dominion. Uh, of course, uh, Harry has um, been a sports writer uh, for uh, years at the Virginia Pilot, and he's a, a writer at um, you know with the ODU right now. Uh, I um, I'm following him, and he um, he's indicating that Old Dominion's going to be okay as far as soccer is concerned. Um, and I'm hearing that depending on how many uh, soccer teams are uh, within the new Sun Belt. Um, the Sun Belt can create men's soccer. Um, those schools could also create a, just a new soccer league. Uh, you could join the MAC. I'm hearing that as well. So there are some you know, some things that you know, are possibly coming up. And, you know, there could be a, a partial delay as far as what Marshall's going to do officially until you get the president named and maybe the discussions of, okay, where's soccer exactly fit into the picture here? You know, what's going to happen? You would kind of like to have that information if you announce you're moving to a new league and more than likely you're moving to a new league because Conference USA as it stands, I don't think it's going to have enough pillars to hold up unless you bring in some new members and it looks like it's going to be Texas-centric maybe. That's sort of the, the feeling here. But at the same time, I think whatever happens, soccer is going to be fine because you would look at Kentucky, you would look at South Carolina, definitely would be associate members. West Virginia, I don't think West Virginia would go right back to the MAC after leaving, and I think that would be perfect for Marshall, West Virginia, Kentucky, South Carolina. Maybe FIU could be an associate member. A good enough soccer program there several members of the Sun Belt. I think you have some options there. But it feels like just by following Harry on Twitter, and again, you know, he's a little bit more of an insider with Old Dominion. He's not going to uh, spell it all out for you, but he seems confident, and I definitely trust uh, him as uh, someone who, let me tell you, when he was at the Virginia Pilot, the content flowed from his reporting because he had an athletic director that would tell him things, and he did a fantastic job of reporting on it. And so Old Dominion got smart and just brought him in, sort of like what Marshall did uh, with Jack Bogodzik for the first few years and now doing with Chuck McGill, you know, bringing someone in capable of writing, telling your story. But you look at Old Dominion, good soccer program, not concerned there. So if they're not concerned as an institution, or at least Harry's not concerned, and again, uh, if you're not following him, he's a good one to follow as far as what's happening with Old Dominion. Uh, definitely going to get a lot of uh, good information there. He definitely is someone that will interact with fans, very knowledgeable, uh, very trusted. That's going to do it for this edition. We'll be back tomorrow, and hopefully we have some answers for you. Maybe to buy tomorrow, we're telling you that the new president has been named for Marshall University. Uh, right now, if you are a betting person, Brad Smith, just write it down right now. Paul Swan said Brad Smith. And if that's the case, then the next order of business would be 
what's going to happen with conference realignment. Old Dominion's joining the Sun Belt. That's official. Southern Miss joining the Sun Belt. That was made official. Is Marshall next? We'll find out. Will Marshall be like Hulk Hogan running in uh, when the NWO invaded WCW? We'll find out tomorrow. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.